Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dudes Who Like Movies. It's Alec again. Yeah, that's right, Suffer. And I'm here with my good buddy. My name is Dan. Yeah, that's and right. Dan. Yeah. Screw traditions. We're doing this. We're mixing it up on you. Yep. Right now, I'm finicking with a pistol because I jammed it up still. And uh, what? Yeah, yeah I, 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 my revolver, my 22. I was cleaning it, and I went to pull back the hammer, and I've locked it up, and now I don't know what I'm doing, and now we're here to talk about movies. You don't own a gun, do you? God, I own two. I yeah, I own a 22 Rough Rider, and then I own a 12 gauge uh, uh, Iver Johnson shotgun with a pistol grip. Oh, you learn new things every day. Cool. Anyway, on that note. <laughs> Anyway, uh, speaking, speaking of speaking of hotter than a two dollar pistol, it's as Dan was informing me before the show. It's the twentieth anniversary of the Star Wars prequels. Okay, so it's particularly twenty years ago today. Attack of the Clones came out because it's been twenty three years since oh god, Phantom Menace, and it's been seventeen years since Revenge of the Sith. And so today is the exact day that uh, Attack of the Clones came out on May nineteenth. 1999 is when Phantom Menace came out, and May 19th, 2005 is when Revenge of the Sith came out. So we figured, uh, let's let's do a new uh, segment of this week's podcast because we were going to do something regarding Tim Burton, but the more we were talking, the more I thought, hey, why not? Let's do something different. Uh, so this is in defense of the Star Wars prequels because I know a lot of people don't like them, and I mean, I, I feel like Alec, you tell me. I think. At least with our generation, we grew up with the Star Wars people, so we like them more than other people. So I'd like to hear like what a what a Gen Xer thinks about the like the the prequel trilogy now, because I know like they grew up with Star they were, Wars. They were like they were late teens when that movie those movies came out, early maybe maybe early to mid twenties. So like they were like adults when that. Well, when that I just movie. know that they really hated at least Phantom Menace, and I think people liked. Revenge, I mean, the general consensus is that Revenge of the Sith is the best one, and it is. Oh, yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, so I'm interested in seeing what a Gen Xer thinks, because us millennials, we we enjoy the Star Wars prequels, and I think part of it has to do with we grew up with them. And I know that our generation doesn't look as fondly on the sequels as other people do, but who knows? Maybe in 10 years we'll have, you know, or 20 years we'll have other kids who grew up, you know, like who were five or 10 years old when the sequels came out, and now they're like, oh, these are masterpieces. Who knows? But, you never know. but we're going to talk about the criticism of all these films and we are going to be talking in defense of them. So, yeah, let's get right into it. So obviously, Star Wars, we don't need an introduction. Epic space opera films written and directed by George Lucas in the 70s and late 70s, early 80s. Actually, he didn't direct. So he directed the first one, Star Wars, A New Hope, whatever you want to call it. Then he did not direct Empire or Return of the Jedi. Those were other people directed still, but he wrote them. And then let's see here. Yeah, he had loose. So it, every Star Wars documentary I've seen, it, he says that he had like six films planned from the beginning. Although mm-hmm. I've also heard nine, I've heard 12. So we'll see. But I mean, I guess the only way to get an answer straight is out of Lucas. But I've... Um, Apparently, according to this, in 1980, Lucas confirmed he had a nine-film series plotted, and that's from 1980. But anyway. If he could pull it up. Well, anyway. And so, 
after Return of the Jedi, he was he went through a divorce and blah, blah, blah. So he was just kind of out of it. He took more of a background role. He produced a bunch of movies. He wrote the Indiana Jones movies and I think produced them. And then... Didn't, didn't Spielberg, he directed them, right? Yeah, Spielberg directed them. And what happened was, I believe, and this is a quote, again, that has a link, but in 1989, he said the prequel trilogy, because he wanted to do the prequels uh, before he did the sequels, I believe. Anyway, he said it would have been unbelievably expensive. However, after viewing an early CGI test by ILM for Jurassic Park, Lucas, who actually, by the way, because Jurassic Park came out the summer of 93, and later that year, Schindler's List came out, and I believe... Lucas kind of handled the post-production on Jurassic Park for Spielberg while he was doing that. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you know that. But that sounds like a golden age of movies. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, 93 was well, Schindler's this is a whole other thing. It's an amazing film. But anyway. Oh, definitely. So he so basically Jurassic Park CGI had advanced to a point where he's like, you know what? I think I might actually do this. So it announced in Variety in late 1993 that he was going to do the prequel trilogy. And let's see here. Yeah, he, he wrote the films. He wanted other people to direct him. I think he like talked to Ron Howard about doing The Phantom Menace and he wanted Spielberg to do it. And they were all just like, no, you should do it. So he did. <laughs> yep. No, no, it just reminds me. There are plenty of great gingers. Like, like. Ron Howard, yeah, and, uh, and and who else? Uh, Ron Howard, yeah, we already said him, but yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, obscure reference time, anyway, anyway. So, Phantom Menace came out in, like I said, May 19th, 1999, and I mean, we don't really need to talk more. Oh, apparently, yeah, Robert Zemeckis was also a thing, it was also approached, but anyway. We're here to, we're not talking about the background of the movies. We're here to talk about them in defense. Because one of the, I mean, okay, so let me ask you this, Alec. Right off the bat, Star Wars Episode One. what is a common thing that you hear people hate about it? That was the one, was that the one with um, uh, the kid that played it, the kid that played Anakin? Oh, yeah, Jake Lloyd. Yep, they didn't like the little kid. They had, like, everyone just, like, viciously attacked him, I think. I saw something a while ago, it was a video, and it was him saying that that his parents' decision to put him in the movie ruined his life. Because I think we actually talked about that earlier, too, at one point. Well, okay, we're talking about the films themselves, not the fandom. We have an episode on the fandom, if you want to hear that. But, well, not necessarily the Star Wars fandom, but fandoms but, in general. Like, that, that was one thing people did not like about it was the kid. And then the poor writing is what people were saying at one point. And... I think that was also that was the one we talked about. That is that the one where Mace Windu died? That's when we were talking about. No, that was Revenge of the Sith. But okay, let's just take one criticism at a time, and we're going to defend it. So, Jake Lloyd is Anakin Skywalker in that film. I will admit. So yeah, the writing really comes down to it. I feel like Lucas should have had people kind of like giving him his giving him like a like a second opinion, second look at the script because I mean. You tell me, Alec, you know, you're working for George Lucas. Are you going to tell him, you know, that's that's maybe not the right decision. Are you going to tell that to him? No, because I mean, because at the time you have to think George Lucas was the man. Exactly. So. But that being said. Anakin Skywalker being a kid, I remember while well, I'm reading here, it's like he and, and intentionally 
wanted him to be a child. So that way, when he's separated from his mother, you feel more of the impact. I mean, I get it. That, I mean, because mm. in the next movie, you know, he's like, oh, I miss my mom, blah, blah, blah. I've been away from her for too long. And then he loses his mom. And like, he feels like maybe he made a mistake going to the Jedi Council, which then brings him kind of another way for him turning to the dark side and Revenge of the Sith. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, but I mean, that's a theory. That's just me pulling that out of my, out of my butt. But, you know. Hmm. but i mean uh, anyway well i know for a fact lucas did that so that way that separation between him and his mother would feel more i guess heartbreaking you would feel it more yeah like he's trying to really pull your heartstrings yeah well i need to, just to understand the 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 separation of him and his mom so you're like okay well this is intense so anyhow yeah and then, obviously, some of the writing was a little meh. But again, Jake Lloyd, I mean, how old was he when he made that? He, I'm just going to say he was born in 1989 and the filming started in 97. So that kid was eight years old when that movie started. He was a, he was a toddler, basically. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to, you know, like off the bat, like over half the world is going to see this movie. And he's a kid. I mean, were you the greatest actor at eight years old? No. Was I? No. Was Daniel Day-Lewis? Probably not. Well, <clears throat> well, was Cary Grant was was uh, Marlon Brando? Were they all perfect actors at eight years old? I'd say Marlon was yes, and so was Humphrey Bogart. But still, that's just me. Yeah. What well, point being, you know, it's a kid listening to a director because when you're a kid, you're making a movie. It's like, well, I'm just going to listen to what this guy says. Yeah. Do you even remember doing anything at eight years old? At eight? God. I mean. No. Yeah, I mean, I remember being eight, but I don't, you know. But I don't remember like much about it because I mean, there was the only thing I can think of was when I uh, was in an accident with a scooter and I had a big ass uh, chunk of wood in my kneecap. That's about it. Yeah. So say what you will about Anakin Skywalker and Jake Lloyd, but the guy did what Lucas told him to. So if you're really going to criticize that, blame Lucas for the direction and the writing. But again. Yeah. The writing was the main problem. There we go. The writing was the main problem, though, throughout that entire thing. And oh, that's the whole the film movie. or the trilogy? I think throughout the trilogy. I mean, like no. you had, I said that because there was a lot of, at the time, there was a lot of um, inconsistencies, a lot of like wire, like the bad decision making by, by antagonists and protagonists alike. I feel like so, like the writing wasn't like the worst thing on the planet. It was just something where I think at the time, like the older audience who, you know, they they were reading the comics and the books because, you know, that's what they had when they were younger. They didn't have these movies. And then when they got made in the early 2000s, they were given that. And it's kind of like, you know, um, let's see what he can compare to today. It's is this if you if it's like with The Witcher, but the where everyone's like they played the games, they've read the books, they, they have all the mediums of it. And then when the show came out, people were criticizing it and they were like, you know, attacking the writing, the casting, all that. And I think that was the same thing with the Star Wars uh, prequels. But at the time, the only thing that people had to go off was the books. They didn't have, um, you know, like a medium, like a video game or something where they could like put put the world into another visual like another medium you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's so when you're talking about the writing, I agree with you that, yeah, people had their own expectations in their head of how things were going to go and it wasn't what they expected. So they got mad. But I will say this. There is a if you rewatch the films and I rewatched them recently, like a couple months ago, if you rewatch them, there is a lot of continuity and there's a lot of setup and payoff more than you would think. So like, okay. I can tell you essentially what the plot of Phantom Menace is, which is Palpatine. He is the Phantom Menace. He's behind the scenes trying to make it. So he basically, the whole, if you really come down to it, the point of the movie is him coming into power to become uh, the prime chancellor or whatever it is. Yeah, Chancellor Palpatine. Because he was a senator from Naboo. And long story short, he creates this trade embargo on Naboo because he's the, you know, Darth Sidious. He gets the Trade Federation to create this embargo and it starts a whole war and basically he gets support in the senate to oust the current chancellor who is played by terrence stamp so that way he can get thrown into power that's i mean tell me that's essentially the plot of the movie is palpatine trying to get power yeah because he wants to get the emergency powers so he can usurp uh, the senate and the republic basically well that comes later that comes in episode two but in episode one yeah, so he it's basically like the, it's just him getting into power is episode one. Yeah, it's it's like the start, and then episode two would be where he he gets the clone he, army. So, yeah. and then number three is where he totally takes over. Yeah, no, episode one is him getting into power. Episode two is him getting the army to take over the republic, i.e., the clones. Yeah. And and I mean, even in episode two, Count Duke was like. He says straight up to Obi-Wan, hey, yeah, no, a Sith Lord is in control of the Senate right now. And Obi-Wan's like, I don't believe you. It's like, well. But yeah, so there's that. And like, I mean, again, it you always make the argument that these films are for kids. And it is kind of hard to understand, you know, taxes and trade federation as a kid, which I get it. But at the same time, I mean, if, even if it's just a kid, it's like, okay, the Jedi are trying to help Naboo and they come across Anakin Skywalker. I mean, there's, that's kind of like an, another, there's kind of two plots. It's just the Phantom Menace is happening in the background. You know what I mean? I know exactly. Yeah, Palpatine is, is happening in the background. So. Yeah, we don't really understand. Yeah. And again, I mean, you know, looking back at it now, it's like, yeah, no dub, but I mean, I, I wonder the people who like saw this original, because I was three when Phantom Menace came out and I don't remember, you know, Obviously, I just the first one I saw in theaters was Revenge of the Sith. That was actually the first one I saw as well. Nice. Yeah, I just I wonder, you know, if people figured it out, you know, because I mean, looking back, it's like, well, no, duh. But at the time, I could be understanding people were a little confused and like, well, what the hell is this? I have to imagine that's probably what it was because, like I said, they just didn't have like we did. We we were were spoiled. We had multiple mediums nowadays for a lot of stuff that we really love. They didn't have that back then. They just had the books. Yeah, the books and speculation, and yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, so another in defense of Jar Jar. um, Well, say what? He is a Sith Lord. Oh, absolutely. But okay, so here's what you need to understand memes aside about Jar Jar. He was an attempted comic relief and he failed. And that was basically all it is. He's not like people have said he's like the personification of syphilis or something, but I'm like, eh. He he 
I feel though I like the theory that he's actually smarter than he lets on, because you know it actually it's like you know what maybe that is the case because he is annoying, but um, I'm pretty sure it's canon that that he actually is smarter than he lets on, and that he uh, he is a a man of power or a, not a man but a a creature Duncan. of power. Yeah. Well, he does play an important part, which is, you know, he helps them sway the Gungans over to help fight the Trade Federation. Mm. So, I mean, and he does play a role. He does, what's the word? He does propose giving Palpatine all the emergency powers, which does come into play. He is manipulated by by Palpatine or whoever in, in Attack of the Clones. Or is he actually just manipulating all of the Jedi to help his lord and master. <laughs> you know, Robot Chicken actually made that joke where it was like Palpatine called him and he's like, Jar Jar, I'm sorry that I manipulated. He's like, okay, Palpy, you, you, uh, you manipulated me. Sure, whatever. And then he hangs up and he starts like doing the Sith Lord yell, like laugh. That's what but... Jar Jar Binks is more powerful than people give him credit for. But anyway, like I'm saying, he, he is just... He, okay, the, the simple truth is he was a comic relief character that failed, but overall he does play an important part to the story if you really think about it. That's why Disney's their next movie is that somehow they're going to run into a very decrepit old Jar Jar and he's basically going to be the reincarnation of Palpatine. Well, watch, because at the time of recording this, the Obi-Wan series comes out like, what, two weeks or something like that? So, yeah, watch... Watch them bring back Jar Jar for the Obi Wan series. He's gonna do it. I'm telling you. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we'll say this too. Uh, episode one, because like the 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 original trilogy, the sword. I mean, the the fighting was okay. I mean, obviously, like the more the blasters stuff was more intense, but the what's the word I'm looking for? sick <coughs> excuse me sorry because um where are you looking for i lost my train of thought what did i just say sorry you said you were talking about we were talking about jar jar banks and you were saying he's a failed comic relief character and that um because i made a joke that uh he was going to be the next Disney movie, the plot of it. You remember yeah. where we were? I forgot what I was but no, it, oh yeah, sorry. The, so the fighting in the original trilogy was a little more like straight up, like the blasters were the more important thing. Cause like when it came down to the lightsaber fights, it was like not as intense, I guess. It was more about the characters. Whereas in this one, like you remember fighting Darth Maul and, and Qui-Gon and all them? Yeah. Cause he had the, he had the double uh, sided, uh, lightsaber on one end. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the fighting was much more and, li and lack of a better term, beast mode in this movie. Mm. The music, right. again, wonderful. John Williams, the man. So. Say what? Deserves more than he gets. He deserves the world. Yeah. But anywho, that's episode one. I mean, anything else you want to say about episode one? It's the one I don't remember as much of. Honestly, yeah. I think it's better. It's my second favorite in the trilogy. 
I know it's a it's a good one. I just I remember some stuff about it, but it's just the one that for me I forget a lot of it. Yeah, I mean you you'd be forgiven if you said it was forgettable, but now in defense of it, I think it's a lot better than people think. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, it's not the best one in the trilogy, and it's not even it's definitely not the best one in the franchise. But people should revisit it with a more open mind this time and try and understand from the perspective that you're giving, like with context, like you're giving more context to it. Like there, this is why it's not as bad as, you know, you were grew up thinking it was. Exactly. And I mean, it does set up things for, for later on. So anywho, so yeah. And then three years later, we got attack of the clones, which today is the 20th anniversary of attack of the clones. And yeah. Uh, that movie, okay, so it's the first one I remember as a kid. I didn't see it in theaters, but I do remember it was the first one I watched when I was a kid. And again, the, the plot is a little more convoluted because, I mean, well, kind of, because there's like basically three stories going on, which is Palpatine creates the clone army. Obi-Wan goes to investigate the clone army because he's trying to track down the bounty hunter who attempted to kill Padme and at the same time Anakin is trying to protect Padme. I mean, that was basically the three stories. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, and that is also the one, number two was also the one where Palpatine actually stole the power and where the meme comes from where he's like, I love democracy. I love the Republic. Yeah. Well, no, so episode two I, in defense of it it is the weakest of the trilogy if not the whole franchise not even the franchise like the the main skywalker saga mm. it's definitely i mean it's got its good points though i mean the fight at the end where you see all the jedi together they're all you know fighting a side by side it's kind of really the height of the jedi's power and then you see yoda you can see how powerful he is literally just like yeah, people make the argument that he shouldn't be able to fight because he's so tiny. Like he should be able to just like crush your brain with a thought. I get it, but they want him basically be like like Professor X. Yeah, you don't want a Yoda to be OP. But at the same time, though. Well, let me ask you. I mean, how do you feel about Yoda fighting in this movie for the first time? I feel like he could have, he could do he could have done more, but like they didn't want him to be like the focus of the attention. Yeah, because I mean, when you think about it, he is a master. He's like a master's master. But I, I think more people wanted him to kind of be looked at as um as um I guess secondary. He's just like a character that's there. You know, he's in the story, but they don't want him to be like the main folks. Well, he's a fan favorite though, so that he that was really fan service if you think about it, but. Yeah, so that's, that's what I mean. Like they didn't because they already had him in the originals, and yeah. the 70s, so they didn't want him to like overtake it. You know, they wanted him to be like, "He's here, cool, bye," that kind of thing. You know well, what I mean? And, yeah, I mean, I will say this to you: can't kind of you can't show the Jedi at their prime without Yoda, you know, and. People for years had wanted to see Yoda because you, you know in the original trilogy he's like one of the he's a great Jedi master you know and 
he's always he's portrayed to be like this this hidden badass and like a super wise all-powerful so you want to see him at least have some powers you know but at the same time they don't want that to be like the main thing the main focus of the movie well no 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 i don't think it is it's just a cool little thing that he put in there and people get mad because apparently like oh yoda he's supposed to be like this omnipotent god almost i'm like no no yeah because i don't think he did enough yeah i mean in the in the original trilogy he's old and he's weak and this one he's kind of at his prime it's like 20 years before but still mm. but, uh, but, but you want to see yoda this you know awesome jedi master you want to see him you want to see him fight so they did and then it does so okay i'm just gonna say it right now the worst things in this movie the worst part of this movie is the love story because natalie portman and hayden christensen it's not that they well they no chemistry. yeah they don't have chemistry and the writing george lucas is not shakespeare <laughs> he didn't write i mean because it's essentially romeo and juliet almost like a forbidden love thing and she at this point is queen yes no she's a senator now oh yeah that's right and actually i did i don't know if it's lucas himself said this but i thought i remember reading an article where they're like no the jedi can the the jedi can i guess have sex but the reason marriage is is out because they don't want them to be like attached or something like attachment yeah i read that like attachment is really the only thing that jedi are forbidden from because you know it can lead to over emotional thing. I swear, look like Google it, but we can do it later. Is <laughs> like what? Yeah, but anyway. Okay. So sure. I mean, in their defense, I mean Anakin should not have been the one to go with her, but it needed to happen because Luke and Leia are brother and sister, and, and Darth Vader is their father. So who's their mother? Well, we gotta set up a mother. And it just so happens to be Natalie Portman. Yeah, I guess. But who's whose main thing in movies, I think, is, is being a mom. I mean, let me ask you though, do you think people would have been super annoyed had it just been some random person? Like like some random character or like some random like person like, like oh like- just just like some Darth Vader just randomly like got, got someone pregnant and didn't know. You know, I think people would have liked that more because, like, because you, you just tells them straight out he's their father, and in the first, in the in the original. Well, the, it is canon that Boba Fett in the original trilogy tells him the name of the pilots who destroyed the Death Star because that's like something Vader obsesses over as he wants to know who did it, and then he gets his name Skywalker. He's like, oh, oh. He, he just he just looks at down at his penis. We have to have a conversation. Exactly. No, I think because I mean, we're talking about the, we're talking about the romance. Yeah, but um, it, it served a purpose. I just think the execution was bad. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. I also think though it would have made more of an interesting story because like you know it already sets up that they that his parents were powerful people you know what i mean it's okay so that's where he gets all his stuff from it's not like you know if his parents were owen if or uh not owen and uh, Maru. yeah if they're if they were like poor 
two standard peasant farmers and, and you know about his dad was Darth Vader because he had had sex with um, uh, his mom at some point and that oh. he was hidden from him his whole birth. I feel like that would have been a more interesting story that his birth he, it was a, like a secret. Instead it's like you know oh yeah so well, my mom was what? Technically it is a secret because he thinks because I think in canon Darth Vader thinks that Actually, yeah, yeah. So in the in the funeral scene of Revenge of the Sith, where they show Padme's funeral, they show her still being pregnant. So I think the idea is to make it think, make Anakin think that the kids died with him or with her. So I think that was, yeah, that was the the intent. I guess, but I mean, I don't know. It just to me, it's just like the powerful characters. Look, they're very important, obviously. When the kids introduce, the kids going to be important. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean the whole things about family. So if it was just some random lady that Darth Vader got pregnant, then you know I think it would have been less impactful. Because if they're talking about oh you can't be attached, you know to anyone, that would have been something else too. Well, and and that's kind of the thing. It kind of like builds more towards his fear of losing what he loves, which kind of brings him more towards the dark side. So it does serve a purpose. He needs you know. And in this movie, too, his mom dies, which brings more of his obsession with not wanting to lose those who are important to him. And yeah. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, but it serves a purpose. He needs to have attachments that he's afraid of losing in order for his, you know, eventual turn to the dark side. Fair, fair enough. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Now, like I said, the execution is pretty bad because... I mean, if you if you watch Red Letter Media's review of Attack of the Clones, they do this whole thing where it's like the pros and cons, like the good things Anakin does and the bad things he does to win her heart. And there's like way more negative things than positive. But it is one of those. I mean, in the context of the movie, it's like, how do they fall in love? But at the same time, I mean, you could also make the argument they've known each other since they were younger. There was always that sort of connection and whatever but what i'm saying is the romance is definitely the weakest part of this movie i think people need to give it another chance because like i said i mean the overall story you can see it connects to revenge of the sith and it even connects to the original trilogy because like you see there's a scene in this movie towards the end where you see the plans for the death star that count dooku is showing and what else it explains the clone army because like in the original movies like you fought in the clone wars oh well now we got to do the clone wars and then what else? Oh, yeah. So he, I think Qui-Gon being a force ghost, that's either in episode three or they might have mentioned it in this one. I don't remember. But I, I know yeah. they mentioned it at the end of three. I don't know if it's mentioned in here or not. But that one I don't remember. Either. Yeah. But. Either way. Again, the music's really good. I think what's the word I'm looking for? Dark Count Dooku is well, obviously he's more of a character than Darth Maul because Darth Maul has no character in episode one. He's just a lightsaber, but he's expanded upon in the Clone Wars and the Rebel show. But Count Dooku has a more interesting character in that he saw through the hubris of the Jedi, and he's not really so much a Sith. I mean, he is a Sith, but he's not really a Sith. You know what I mean? He's a Count. I guess, instead of 
Darth Dooku or something. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. He he just kind of joins them. He's like Sith adjacent. Yeah, and I mean, he just sees through the the, the BS of the Jedi. So you know, and I mean, mm-hmm. it, this movie does kind of show the hubris of the Jedi because he even says, you know, like I said earlier, oh hey, there's actually a Sith Lord in control, and Obi Wan's like, I don't believe you, and that's that. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you might want to hear him out. Yeah, because I mean, wasn't um. Let me think. What wasn't the whole thing precipitated by Anakin's mom dying? Like this whole entire thing. And that's when he runs into Dooku. So I don't believe Anakin knows Dooku. I don't think they meet until the end of the movie because Anakin well, has like dreams of his mom dying, and he's like, "No, I need to go back to to Tatooine or something." And then, like, he finds out that um, from some guy. It wasn't it like. Is that the one? It's the one with the Tuscan Raiders or whatever they're called, isn't it? Yeah, that he like slaughters the village. Yeah, he like massacres every. He gets like super pissed, and that's when he he runs into the the Dooku's uh, separatist movement. No, he, what happened? No, 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 no. What happened was he did that, and then he went back to Padme, and he starts whining, and then they get a message from Obi Wan saying, "Hey, I'm on Geonosis. Come save me, or come check it out." And so they go to try to save him. That's where he runs into the separatist movement. Oh, okay, I thought it was after like he massacred the the Tuscans as well. Well, he does. It's it, it is after, but what I'm saying is like, no, I mean like directly after that, he's like on the planet and then. Oh no 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 no. Okay. No, the Tuscans are on Tatooine, which another thing too is you know they established Boba Fett is a clone, which I think is interesting because I think in the original trilogy they were going to have Lando be a clone. Look it up. I'm pretty sure that's a thing, but. You're going to have who be a clone? Lando was oh, going to be yeah. a clone. But Boba Fett was the clone, and they used basically his dad was the template, Jango Fett. I thought that was interesting. I mean, it's a little simple because, I mean, essentially it's kind of fan service. So they're like, oh, yeah, Boba Fett, and everyone loves Boba Fett. But Lando is a clone from the Clone Wars. That, Lando... was, the ori- that was the original idea, but it, 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 it didn't end up being true. Lando Kadar was the original name of the character that would be Lando Calrissian. Yeah, exactly. But well, he was leader of a clone. It was a clone leader of a band after the Clone Wars. They were scattered around the world into different clans and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, that, like I said, Boba Fett being the clone template, it was interesting. You know, I mean, I think that's more fan service because, it, I mean, they needed a template. And I guess it's just the fact that. Boba Fett is a is a is just a clone who turned out to be a bounty hunter because his father was. I mean, it's it it's simple, but you know, I guess it's all right with me. I didn't have a problem with it. I don't think that's really anything people really complain too much about. I don't think so either. No, but um, hold on one second here. Yeah, I mean, really, I think people complain this about this movie just because of. The romance, I mean, mm. yeah. So, and I guess Yoda fighting, but again, the romance needed to happen because you know Luke and Leia are a thing, and I guess it just makes sense because of his attachment, it leads to the dark side. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it pretty much did leads it lead to the events. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Lucas. 
say what you will about the about the prequel trilogy you know the the bad execution he knew what he wanted to do and he had a plan from the get-go it's just the 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 writing could have been a smidgen better he, he could have done with a, another draft or two mm. just make it tighter you know I mean, really, my big complaint about episode one is, I mean, really, Jar Jar, but again, I, we're talking about in defense of these movies, Jar Jar is a necessary character, if you think about it. And my main complaint about episode two is the romance, but again, it had a point. It's just bad execution. Mm-hmm. But on that note, anything else you want to say about episode two? Uh, is, that, is that the one where Boba Fett dies? Django Fett dies. Yes. Django, Django Fett dies. Okay. I remember seeing the jetpack. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then he gets cut down by Mace Windu. You know what I found out, though? Because I wasn't sure. Because like Django Fett's armor is, is like bluish, grayish almost. And then Boba Fett's more greenish. Apparently, it's the same armor. He just repainted it. I mean, yeah, probably better than just, um, than just uh, what do you call it? Getting a whole new set. It was a weird thing, and I guess it kind of builds up Boba Fett's resentment and why he, you know, just basically doesn't care, I guess. But we don't, we're not here to talk about Boba Fett. But then in 2005, May 19th, 2005, the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters, and I believe you too, Revenge Good. of the Sith. Oh, the one that everyone memes the hell out of. Okay, I don't, I mean, so you can, you can dislike episode three, but you can't, you have to admit it is the best one of the trilogy. It is because it just goes so hard. I mean, okay, so I think what really the criticism was mostly on the dialogue and aspects of Hayden Christensen's performance. That's really it. Because like, yeah, really the dialogue. I mean, again, it could have just done with a second draft, but the story, man, it's just, ugh. So it's a tragic, it's a tragedy. Because you know you're supposed to destroy the, the, the you're not you're supposed to fight them not join them. It's a very so. Shakespearean scene at that point, you know. And yes, I'm comparing episode three to Shakespeare. Well, but, I mean that's, that's that's I think that was basically his intention when it was Shakespeare. Yeah, I mean, because when you look at the style of writing, it's not like you know you you feel like you've. Um, read this or seen it before you know what i mean yeah i mean that's another thing too about the prequels is that he made them all different from the original movies like they're not just i mean there's similar things that happen but overall the story is not just a repeat of the original which is my problem with the sequels but yeah no it i like what no go ahead no, 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 you first, you first. No, go ahead. I wasn't really going anywhere with it. I was going to say, I think also the third one, you know, another thing that people really, really enjoy about it was, I think, the action. Not exactly the character, but just the action in the movie. Which some can criticize it as just being, you know, tapping swords for 20 minutes. But if you really think about it, there's, I mean... I hate to be that guy who's like, oh, so the way that Anakin swings his sword is actually uh, it inherent of his ways that he was raised as a slave. No, it, I hate to be like that kind of reviewer. 
but if the fighting itself, the styles, the way they're fighting, Obi-Wan is very nuanced and crisp, whereas Anakin is just pure rage, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, it, it even shows where he's trying to tell him, you know, the scene I just mentioned where it says you're supposed to, to not join them. Uh, and he goes, I hate you. You can just tell it like, you know, you can see it that even though he is dying, it is the final breath. He, or it's supposed to be his final breath. Uh, you can tell just the hate is all through him. Yeah. I mean, again, the, the point of this movie is that it basically shows him falling to the dark side because he has attachments, which is something they built up in the first couple of movies. Obviously, he loved his mom. He got separated from his mom. His mom died, so he doesn't want to lose Padme. And then he turns out she's pregnant, and he's like, that's another reason he's attached to her. And so he keeps having these similar dreams of her dying that is he had of his mom so he's freaking out and i think there's a theory too that palpatine even gave him those dreams but i mean it would make sense yeah but no it's one of those movies where it's very dark but like the plot makes a lot more sense because it's basically just if you really think about it it's anakin is manipulated into turning into the dark side and then it basically Order 66, that whole scene is just wonderful. You know what I'm talking about? Where they kill where they kill all the Jedi? Where the kids turn around and look at him and you see the lightsaber. Well, that, but also like the scene where the clones all turn on the on the Jedi and start killing them and the music's playing in the background. And yeah, um, like uh what was it? Um there was one that I remember seeing. It was like an older man, and he just gets like straight up his gun down. He's fighting back, he kills a few of them, but he gets he just gets overwhelmed. I, I that, that had like that no talking, but that like orchestra, you know, dramatic music is what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean John Williams, but like, oh yeah, the, everything he writes was fire. But no, it. I actually you think of it too. It also does point out, and this is something they're kind of expanding on now with the new Obi Wan series and 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 all that is that they make the Jedi out to be these villains because Palpatine is shown as like the supreme leader and he's almost bringing the clone wars to an end even though he's really behind the clone wars so he he allows grievous to be killed in order for it to look like they're about to win the war and he so then yeah he basically deforms himself if you think about it with mace windu i don't know to this day i don't know if it's like his true form or if he just got messed up in the face or what but he's like the attack on my life by the jedi and the, the council or the senate I'll buy it. So it, it does make the Jedi, you know, he makes him, he, he vilifies the Jedi. Yeah. And he does a damn good job of it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, this, like I said, the story is, it, it ties it up to the original as well, but also tells his own story, which is basically just, again, how does Anakin actually turn to the dark side and repercussions of that? So the fall of the Jedi and it is kind of heartbreaking. And as you were saying, it's very Shakespearean. Yeah. And again, you were saying the action too. I mean, I love the scene where Yoda's fighting Palpatine and it basically ends with a draw because they're just like, yeah, we both... What, there's a quote from the first Pirates. It's like, what are we going to do? Just fight until Judgment Day or something? Uh, instead, we're going to do it, but in space. Exactly. But one thing I thought too, that was again, did you like subtleties of Lucas's writing? when 
because you see Anakin turns to the dark side and he's like killing the children and I guess you can't say killing children you got to say killing younglings because yeah that's a thing but he's killing the younglings and he's like killing all his Jedi whatever people friends you see he's got tears in his eyes but when he's fight he's killing the separatists on Mustafar you can see like I think that's the scene where you see him with like his green yellowish eyes or whatever yellow orange eye red whatever and you can tell he's enjoying it because they've been trying to kill him and Padme for like almost 20 years at this point. Probably more like 15. Yeah. Because three years since Attack of the Clones and then 10 years after. Yeah, 13 years. Damn. Yeah. So. Huh. Anakin is very much. I mean, you relate with him. He's easily manipulated because he doesn't want to lose what he loves. And, and I like that Yoda in the movie is like, you know, you need to train yourself to be able to, you know, live with that. And yeah. He gives into temptation and again, can you can you blame him? I you can, but you also can't because like on the know, outside looking in, it's like idiot, but yeah, what the hell, man? But on the inside, you know, he's he's gone through all of that, you know. So it's like, okay, if I was in that position. I get it why you're angry. I get it. But at the same time, you know, at the same time, it's like you should been, you, you should be smarter than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you've lost so much. I mean. And then you just straight will, out gave into it. And, like, and, and to, to say with what you're saying about you can blame him, and but you kind of can't, but like when he knows that like Sidious is the is the Lord of the Sith and he almost gets killed by what's the word I'm looking for? Or, or yeah, when, when Mace Mindu basically wins the fight, first of all, Mace Windu should have just gone straight for the head after he lost his uh lightning or whatever. He shouldn't have even given Anakin the choice, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, okay, he, he knows then and there that that should have been it, but oh well. He was a master manipulator, that there, Palpatine. I mean, he he is, but also at the same time, I feel like the Anakin should have had more willpower. Because uh, also, you know, it's reminding me of now that I'm well, thinking about. Well, go ahead, but I, I want to respond to that. It was reminding me of the. Um, do you know what epic rap battles history is? Yeah, everyone does. Well, if you were a teenager in the early 2010s, but yes. Back in the day, they did the Hitler versus Darth Vader, and he goes, "You got one bitch pregnant, then gave into the hate. Now you're six six and black and can't get a date." Mm. <laughs> That's all I can think of. But no, so that they they establish in the other films that Anakin is really emotional, you know. So yeah. it, it's in line with his character. It, it it is in line with it, but at the same time, you even though he's emotional, do you really think that is what made him more suggestible? Yeah, he's easily manipulated. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think, because uh, uh, this one, you know, people obviously don't dislike it as much as the other ones, but I mean... I think also the memeability of this one. Yeah. Well, I mean... Obi-Wan going to fight Grievous is a pretty awesome scene because Grievous has like four lightsabers and Obi-Wan's just the one. Obviously, there's like some, if you want to nitpick, it's like, why didn't the 
the droids just shoot at him or you know while he was just standing there but i don't know and then and then well i mean yoda fighting with chewbacca on kashyyyk was pretty cool again yeah. i think order 66 is a great scene it's really tragic it is very shakespearean and oh, then especially with the the, the orchestra the, that that music is what really does it for you oh yeah john williams man he is the man like how old is that guy now he is he's 80 something 90 he is 90 oh my god he's gonna be gone soon oh my god yeah he's actually apparently going to do the fifth Indiana jones film and then he's going to retire from film score composing after that but my man you're 90 <laughs> i mean he's yeah. done what he's done so he's left i guess yeah might as well use him anywho but yeah so revenge of the sith it's it's a wonderful wonderful movie and yeah you complain it you can complain it's a little too dark obviously the scene where he gets burned and turned into Vader's a little intense, but you know. But it, it's it, it's still a movie. Go back and look at it now with a different perspective. Like with all these movies, it's still it's so good. So you can say what you want about the prequels. You can nitpick them to death, which you can. But they, he knew what he wanted to do, George Lucas, and he executed it the way he wanted to. It makes sense to the overall story not only just in these three films, which is how he becomes Darth Vader, but also it makes sense. It connects to the other films, you know, because like at the end of this one, the last shot is baby Luke with his aunt and uncle. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, it's perfect tie-in. It's like with the, the ending to Rogue One where it ties to A New Hope. I mean, if Disney had not bought Star Wars and this was literally it for the past 20 years, then I mean, it would have been fine. But, you know, yeah. money. I think people would have gone back and just, you know, looked at it more, you know, because now they're like, oh, yeah, this is terrible. But at the same time, though, people were complaining that the newer movies that are out now excuse me, were too similar to uh, well, these ones are the prequels are completely like they're connected, but they're not they're not just straight up remakes, you know, the, 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 the prequel stand out and these these ones that are new they are not complete remakes you are right but i do understand when people are like this is the same thing i could see where they're coming from what do you mean where they're are, 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 are you talking about the, the sequels or the prequels the, the sequels okay yeah no no the sequels are absolutely just the same thing but I'm talking about the prequels. We're talking about in defense of the prequels. Stand on their own. You know, like they, they are their own individual thing. The only thing I would potentially change, and this is just a nitpick, is I wouldn't have shown him turning into Darth Vader. Like show him le like leaving him to die on the lava bed. So that way when you know Darth Vader shows up, you're like, wait, is that him? And then eventually in episode five, he's like, no, I am your father. It's like, that makes more sense because... If the only real complaint I have those movies is that you kind of so Lucas is like you need to you should watch it one two three four five six but really the best way to do it is four five six one two three in the way they came out if in my opinion uh, I have to look at I have to 
could watch them all and, and, and sit and tell you. I mean, because I don't know. I feel like it would have been better if they didn't show him turning into Vader. But again, that was something fans wanted. So I don't mm. know. I also heard criticism that they should have just had one villain in each movie instead of three different ones, but I'm like, eh, you know. Really, if you think about it, like Palpatine is the villain behind the scenes. You just he just has his little minions behind him. Yeah, because he is like even in the new ones. I mean, in the in the um, what was it, the Last Jedi? He was. He no, he was he came, he was reincarnated. He was still he was always there. Like his specter was there. Yeah. So I I I get it. Um what you're saying. He was always there pulling strings. I wonder though if they continue to do Star Wars. Because I know that you know we're Oh, I'm sure in less than 10 in less than 10 years we're gonna get another one. I guarantee it. No, I think if honestly, I feel like it's like Star Wars fatigue, though. Honestly, at this point. Oh, we can talk about that another day. But no, it's like I'm wondering because he is now destroyed, gone. What are they going to do? You can't do anything. It's just Palpatine. It's, I mean, you can do other things, but it's got to be connected to the Skywalker in some way in order for it to be like an episode. You know what I mean? Like part of that. But I don't know. We'll. We'll see. They might just make one with Ray, who technically isn't a Skywalker, but oh, hey, Ray Skywalker. And then... Yeah. But no, we're talking about the prequels here. I think they, they need more love. Obviously, you can say what you want, but episode one deserves a lot more credit than it is because it sets up things very nicely and it kind of has its own contained story. Yes, you can make the argument it's designed for kids and who the hell cares about, you know, trade federation and taxes and blah blah blah, taxation of trade routes i mean i get it but i think i don't know i feel like lucas in the back of his mind he had like two way he, he had a way for adults to interpret it which is that and he also had a way for kids to still enjoy it which is oh hey the jedi find anakin skywalker I mean, so like he had a, a vision for a multi-purpose movie exactly yeah i, mean, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. episode one is kind of multi-purpose because it does set up the Clone Wars and the and the fall of the Republic, but also it just shows the Anakin Skywalker how he started out. Mm. And then episode two kind of does two things again. It like it shows again for little kids the romance. These two are getting together, and then the third one it turns out yeah it's Darth Vader and and he you know his wife and they have kids, but they also have like the bigger more adult themes, which is like the the creation of the clone army and who's in control of the clones and oh hey the sith are actually in control of the republic we just don't know it things like that that. in episode three i feel like that strictly was more mature i guess because that that was like the this is you know the movie for for the adults i mean being a nine-year-old kid in the theater watching it i got it you know what i mean i did as well but but I, I guess the theme that they wanted to show was they were tying all of like this was the build up from the movies like this is what was always going to happen when Palpatine took power when he abused the when he took the emergency powers he overthrew the Senate created the clone army this is what was going to happen 
Mm. Like, like that's what number three was. This was the conclusion. Like you, you knew what was happening, but you didn't know, you know, what was going to come of, you know, what, what was going to happen when he took over. Was it going to be peaceful? Was you didn't like, he's going to massacre the kids. He was going to kill off the rest of the Jedi, or at least the majority of the Jedi. He's going to try and dismantle the order. Like that's what it all built up to. And that's kind of what also all the movies afterward have been built on, including the, um, the, uh, what do you call it? TV shows. Yeah, no, no, it, it's this is the aftermath. This is what happened. And then everything else afterward is just the aftermath. Because I mean, most of the stuff is, um, you know, this is because of Palpatine's rule. This happened. You know, we had the rise of um, the First Order. You had. You I know, really want to know what Lucas's original plans were for the sequel trilogy because if you look at it, you don't really need to watch the sequel trilogy. Like, it really is just like for the fans. Yeah, because I mean, they're basically their own movies. Yeah. I mean, episodes one through six are one continued story, which is about Darth Vader. He's the main character of these films. And then you come to episode seven, eight, and nine, it should be about Luke and Leia's or and Han's kids, which it kind of is, but it's it, it that's a whole other episode there, buddy. Because I, I really mm, I I love them when they came out and I still think that they're well made, but the underlying problem I have with them is that they're just not creative. No, I get that. I get that. So at any rate, now that's our video in defense of the Star Wars prequels. I I think I mean I would give episode one a solid six and a half out of ten. I'd put it in the B tier. B tier. I'd say high C. I would say B. I'd put episode two and C, and I'd put three and A. I, mm, would you really put two though and C? Well, yeah, I don't hate it. It's definitely got its points, you know. I mean, I I'm gonna watch that over. I I hate to say this, but well, this is I I'm watching it over Solo any day because I don't care about Solo, and. You know what? Yeah, fair, I'm, you know. I'm gonna put it over Rise of Skywalker. Because yeah. yeah. And just say it. I, I put it okay, you know what? Maybe it is a D just because I, I, I have a hard time deciding which one I like better and like is a loose term, but Last Jedi or or Attack of the Clones. Probably Attack of the Clones just because it, it does it does its own thing. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know. Factor for you too. Say what? Both have that. Also have that kind of like nostalgia factor. Yeah, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Let's yeah, just do. Let's let's just do this real quick. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Okay, so we're going to do a. I'm going to share my screen with you. You tell me if you have if you can see my screen or not. We're going to do this just for the end of the show. We're going to do a tier list of all the Star Wars films. Can you see my screen? Uh, yes. Okay. So we're just going to really quickly, because we're talking about the prequels, we're going to really quickly, uh, episode four, that's going in the A tier for me. Fair enough. I can deal with that. I can dig that. Okay. And then we're going to do episode five S. That's 100. Tell me you disagree. Uh, 
but Empire back. No, that's a D tier. What are you talking about? Yeah, Return of the Jedi. I would put in. What do you think? B or A? I'd probably put A. I, yeah, I was gonna say A tier. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Um, okay. Yeah. Episode one. Where is that? Where am I seeing that? Episode one. I said I put it in B, but if you wanted to put it in B or C, I mean, you wouldn't be wrong either way. I'm gonna put it in. Mm, I'll put it in. It's like a, a low B. Low B. Okay. Episode two. S tier. What are you talking about, man? Uh, I'm gonna put it in a C tier for now. And then, okay. And then episode three. I'm putting it S. I can I can agree to that. Cool. Uh, Rogue One. Let's. I I put in the. It was the best of them of the of the uh the sequels. You mean Rogue One? That wasn't yeah. a sequel. That was a spinoff. Or a spinoff. It was the best one of the. Uh, I say sequels because it's the, the remakes. Do you know what I'm I mean? putting it in A. I can agree to that because it did. It was the best one of the ones that Disney's remade. Cool. That's not a remake, but yeah, since Disney's owned it. Of, or the reboot of Star Wars, I should say. The, the Star Wars reboot. Yep. I'm going to put Solo in D. What? Wait. Nah, Solo's an S tier. Bro, don't, don't mess with me right now. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to put it in C, that's okay because it's not a terrible movie, but I'm putting it in D. It belongs in the bottom of D tier. All right. Well, and then I'm not going to do the holiday special or any of the Ewok stuff. Uh, okay. So Force Awakens, I'm going to put it in B. Yeah, there we go. Okay. We agree to that. Yeah. Because I really liked it when it came out and it does a good job of, you know, setting things up. But at the same time, it's it's just, uh, it's member berries. And it also, yeah, I was going to say, it felt like, you watched it before it's like wait a minute a, a planet destroying laser on a giant planet sized oh there's a there's a girl by herself in a desert planet and um she has there's the force in all black with a red lightsaber who heavy breathes huh where have i seen this before tell me south park but no uh last year i what do you think see and then Rise of Skywalker D. So, I was the TV show, the Clone Wars TV show, S tier. Well, the show. This is the movie that came out. That was the movie. Oh, that was the show. Never saw the movie, but I've heard mixed things. I didn't either. I thought that was the show. I was going to say that's yeah. the show. That's it. <laughs> I find it funny that okay, so basically we have the first one in the prequel and the and the sequel trilogy in B, and we have the second one in the prequel and the sequel trilogy in C. And then we got Revenge of the Sith is third is S. It's the third, but in the sequel trilogy, the third one's the worst one. And then the writing was so bad. Like I remember freaking out in the theater to myself, like, "What the fuck is happening here?" Watch your profanity. Sorry, but like, I just was bothered by the writing on that movie. Yeah. Okay, so what I will say in defense of my original, because I'm a Star Wars fan, when I first saw them, I liked them, but looking back, I definitely see the issues with them. And I, I, I agree with you. But on a second viewing, it that's when you really, because now you don't have to pay attention to the story because you know what's going to happen. Then you can really notice the inconsistencies. Yeah, and what I will say too is, so how do I put this? 
they're not the worst movies ever made, but I remember, so my wife and I, we watched all the Star Wars movies. We watched, we started with episode one, then two, then three, then four, then five, then six. We started watching seven, then we just came off. We, we didn't even finish seven. We're like, we just stopped. So, I don't play. Honestly, I'd, I would rather watch Phantom Menace over, over um, right now, I would watch it over any of the sequel trilogy. But, you know, like that's not to say that the sequel trilogy isn't well made. It's just I have problems with the writing. It's it's some of the decisions that are made in those movies make you question what were the writers thinking. Oh, I would I would put Last Jedi in B tier if it wasn't for friggin' Rose at the end. And again, not hating the actress, hating the writing. Oh my god, that scene! I I think we talked about that. That's the scene that really pissed me off. <laughs> Yeah, we don't. Yeah, no sense. It would have been the perfect end of the character arc for uh, Ruff. Because they don't do anything with Finn in the other movies besides Ray, Ray, Ray. And then they would have been perfect. That he he'd done his development, and then he would have sacrificed himself for the rebellion. He would have been held as a martyr. It would have been great. And then she ruined it. The writers ruined it. They had it, they held the sun in their hands, and then they just gripped it way too hard. Like, my God, guys. Exactly. So, and then, honestly, Rise of Skywalker, what is the point? Especially the end. <laughs> like, what was that look at the end? Palpatine, where the- Palpatine should have been the villain the whole trilogy, or they should have just not killed Snoke in The Last Jedi. So also that entire fleet that just somehow managed to get down with like the Sith's uh what is it universe or and then the Sith oh also, what was it uh Gal I'm gonna look it up here because it was some stupid name and then the Sith also had multiple planet destroying lasers on like multiple other deserts. <laughs> uh let me see here Ex- Exegol or whatever uh what is yeah Exegol was the name of the it's stupid but. But still, they all somehow got into Exegol, uh, Lando uh, and and uh, and <laughs> so, our fleet. What I will say, because we gotta we gotta finish this up here soon. But again, George Lucas knew what he was doing for all of the Star Wars movies he was involved with, and then Disney was just like, "Oh, let's just do member berries. That'll make us money." Because friggin', let's look here. You still see my screen? Yes, I can. Force Awakens. Let's see how much money it made worldwide. It made over two billion. That's all I know. Yeah, two billion, and yeah. So I think. Let me let me see here. So, box office. You see how much money like the 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 sequels made worldwide mm-hmm. and all that. It's just like, dude. Yeah. It's all about the money, man. All yeah. about. The- as much as I enjoy going to, to Disney parks and I just went on a Disney cruise and it was absolutely wonderful. Some of their creative decisions, at least with star Wars really bug me. And also I don't like the, the new shows on Disney plus for Marvel, but that's just me. You just feel. You Say what? Can, you can feel the corporatism in the shows. Feel like what? The corporatism. Oh Yeah. Well, have you watched any of them? I the, of we have what of the the what's the word I'm looking for? Have you watched any of the Marvel shows or the even the Star Wars shows? I watched 
when it was you know popular i watched uh three episodes of the um oh my god i'm blanking on it the 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 one with the baby yoda when everyone's freaking out i'm blanking on the name oh the mandalorian Um, mandalorian that's it i only watched that the three episodes because bill burr was in one of them oh yeah um and I was like, oh, okay. So I watched part of that. I was like, okay, that's cool. I haven't watched anything else. And the reason why I haven't watched anything else is because I just didn't feel like the interest because I was just like, well, I I saw Solo. That just turned me off. And then I just was like, I'll give Mandalorian a shot. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite thing. And then after that, I just said, nah. I'm Mandalorian is, is fun to watch a first time. But after that, I just don't, I mean, the rewatchability isn't really there. Yeah, you're not wrong. And Book of Boba Fett, it wasn't that good. I mean, it, it's got its moments, but I'll say this. It does more for Boba Fett making him a badass than, sorry, making him cool than uh, any of the, because that's my problem with like the original trilogy. People are like, oh, Boba Fett is so cool. I'm like, what does he do? Oh, he's so cool. He's a bounty hunter and he he takes down the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, what? No, he just tells him where it is. He doesn't do anything yeah that's just that's just my thing but anyhow thank you all for listening to us rant about stars for the past like 15 minutes but star wars prequels they're good you should watch them yeah give them a second chance yeah watch them again go into it with an open mind and honestly like just don't even look at your phone just watch the movie as an adult you know because obviously i pick up on these things you know i watched them again like when i was what is it 23 24 i mean it's been a few years but and I'm like, oh, yeah, that actually makes sense. And so, yeah, just go into it again with an open mind, you know, like let go of your hatred or whatever he says. Something like that. He says something to that effect. I don't remember what exactly it was. Anywho, but yeah. Anything else you want to say there, good, good buddy? Uh, if you have the time, just rewatch. If you have the time to rewatch him, just. Think about some of the stuff we've said here and just try and look at it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, no, I mean, I like, I like Star Trek a little bit more, but, you know, it's a, it's a thinking thing, but, you know, if I want to just chill out, you know, watch a, on a movie, if I don't have Lord of the Rings handy, Star Wars is a good alternative. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you all for listening. We were going to do something different today, but we decided because it's the uh, the anniversary week of the prequels, check them out. So, oh, yeah. Wait one second.